Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to Saturday Morning Rewind. For the safety of you and others, please make sure all hands, feet, and arms remain inside. And please, watch your children. And now, let the show begin. You're listening to Saturday Morning Rewind with your hosts, Tim and Gary. Grab a bowl of Lucky Charms, put on your hammer pants, slip on your power glove, and relive your childhood with a show dedicated to the love of animation. I am the terror that flaps in the night. Disney. To all who come to this happy place, welcome. And so much more. It's time for Saturday Morning Rewind. Hey, hey guys, what's up? Welcome to Saturday Morning Rewind. I am your host, Tim Nadell. Please follow me on Twitter. It's at Saturday Rewind. And I'm your co-host, Gary Lane. Follow me on Twitter at SMRGary. And also follow us on Facebook. Just type in Saturday Morning Rewind. So there you go. Gary, how you been, buddy? I've been pretty good, man. I just recently took a trip. What? Tell me all about this trip. Yeah, so I went, uh, I I, uh, hopped a flight up to uh, Montana. I don't know if you've ever been there. I don't know. I think I've been there. <laughs> yeah, so I just I actually just left Montana yesterday where Tim and I had some brainstorming sessions and some other fun things happen. I wish as we well could, as, I wish we could have done a lot more while you're here. And and also, you know, it was raining the whole time you were here and kind of cloudy and kind of cold. I know. Like in the 40s and lower 50s. Uh today is beautiful. So it's like 70 degrees. And there's like <laughs> beautiful clouds in the sky but it's sunny you know it's like it's those giant you know like stay puff marshmallow type of clouds you know mm, yeah yep 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 of course now we're gonna get emails like oh, how, how dare you not know what well, uh <laughs> it's it's a cumulus cloud not a stay puff marshmallow cloud <laughs> that's right i mean no seriously how dare you not know that i know sorry <laughs> we're not we're not perfect as we heard on last episode when gary said miss uh beasley instead of miss beakley yeah that was my bad <laughs> <laughs> sometimes my brain works faster than my mouth does mm-hmm. true that so yeah it was, <laughs> fun. It, it was fun having you here uh while you were here we filmed the uh interview for my documentary being made about saturday morning rewind so that's going to be very exciting to see yeah and you yep. met christian the filmmaker he's an excellent guy mm-hmm. and I, I like s- him pretty good yeah he's all right he's all right <laughs> most most days he's all right I don't want him to get a big head like most filmmakers have. Oh, he's already got it. <laughs> and now we're going to get a strongly worded letter from all the filmmakers out there. How dare so. you talk, talk negatively about us? That's what, that's, <laughs> that's what his, all filmmakers... How dare you? Yes, how dare you? How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> My bad. My bad. Well, we're, we're starting off on a very <laughs> negative slope. <laughs> Who else can we make fun of in the first two minutes? That's right. Uh, I don't know. So anyway, yeah. speaking of documentary, I wanted to remind you guys of the D23 2017 um, hangout that we're going to be doing. It's going to be June of uh, 27. It's June, right? Not July. Uh, June or July. Go look it up. Yes. Yep. <laughs> um, come meet us. And you and Christian's going to be there. So you can be part of the documentary if you want to be, you know, it'd be excellent to see every one of you maybe we can go have some drinks at trader sam's you know go out to eat and hang out downtown disney even go ride on some rides together it'd be crazy fun so think about doing that next june or july of 2017 yep what else is going on gary uh well in addition to that trip we also 
have uh, coming up in this this July, uh, the Voice Actors Rock Charity event in Hollywood, California. Uh, I've said this in previous episodes, and I'm going to keep plugging it because it's going to be amazing, and I want as many people to be there as possible. Uh, it's going to be a a concert put on by VoiceChasers.com, and it's going to have all sorts of uh, great voice actors there performing music, including Jess Harnell, Jim Cummings, uh, Troy Baker, and a bunch of others. So make sure you check it out. And we'll be having an upcoming bonus episode with Voice Chasers. So look for that very, very soon. All right. Oh, and one more thing. Um, There is a brand new, uh, well, it's not brand new, but a successful Kickstarter has just occurred uh, for Tim Van Howe's new book about uh, the Disney television animation. It's going to be all about the Disney afternoon. And uh, you can read more about what he's got. And he's also uploading a lot of cool behind the scenes videos and uh, images and promo work and all sorts of stuff at uh, www.dtacentral.com. And uh, the, like I said, the Kickstarter was just, it just ended successfully. And uh, so go check out the website to see, you know, some of the things that you'll be seeing in the actual book whenever it comes out. Sweet. Can't wait. Yep. And also, uh, if you're a fan of this podcast, which I'm assuming you probably are since you're listening right now, we have yeah. three amazing, amazing interviews coming up in the next three months. So look for those. It's going to be one with Kevin Conroy, Batman, of course, one with Christopher Sabat. He is a voice of like a lot of the Dragon Ball Z characters like Vegeta and uh, Yamcha and uh, Piccolo. And right. then one I just did a couple of days ago with Chris Potter, the voice of Gambit. Nice. And that one's a pretty rare one. I don't think he's ever done a podcast, and I don't think he's ever done um, an interview really talking about X-Men. Hmm. That's going to be very cool. I can't wait to hear it. And you guys are also in for a great episode today. We're going to be talking about our favorite cartoons from 1986, talking all about Sesame Street, our favorite memories and casts and songs, and that kind of stuff. And also we'll be introducing a new segment, a new game segment, that will be, uh, I don't want to give too much away, but tune into the end of it for a new game segment that Gary and I are going to do on each other. And uh, the winner of that wins a prize at D23. So tune in for that near the end of the episode. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. It's going to be fun. You are listening to Saturday Morning Rewind with Tim and Gary. Hey there, citizen. Darkwing Duck here, reminding you that you're listening to Saturday Morning Rewind. But you knew that. All right, welcome back. Let's start off talking about our favorite 1986 cartoons, shall we, Gary? That sounds great to me. Okay, so something that we started doing last year was counting down our favorite series released on a certain year. Every episode we go up a different year, and right now we're at 1986. Yep, and we're actually getting better at this because it took us like almost all of last year to go through two of these, and we're doing pretty good at this. Yeah, I don't think this year. I don't think we've missed one in in a long time, so we're doing pretty good. (laughs) That's right. Cartoons. All right, Gary, do you want to go first? Let me go first. Uh, you can go first. Okay, I'm going to go first. So I picked three. How many did you pick? Uh, I, I, I picked two. Ah, it always ends up that way. I'm always the jerk who picks one more than you. It's all right. I actually picked three, but then I realized I didn't want to do the third one. Because so. you hate the third one so much. No, I don't hate it. I just don't have enough to say about it. <laughs> nah, same thing. Yeah. <laughs> 
basically. Okay, Terrible. so I picked three. So my number three pick for best cartoon of 1986 released. Remember, other cartoons can be going on at the same time, but this was actually released for the first time in 86. Mm-hmm. I picked this little cartoon right here. <laughs> Did you pick that one, Gary, for anything? I sure did, yeah. You sure? What, which one was that one going to be for you? Uh, that one was, uh, yeah, my number one for the year. Ooh, man. So I'm already jumping way ahead on your list. Yep, yep, yep. So anyways, I'll talk a little bit about it, and you can just jump in if you want to. Uh, okay. 1986, Flintstone Kids. Now, usually, honestly, when it comes down to reboots or revamps, generally they're not very good. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, there was a short time period in the mid eighties were mm-hmm. they're actually really good. Like there's this and there's a pup named Scooby-Doo. Of course you also get cartoons like Popeye and son, which wasn't very good. Right. But this time I think they just hit the right nerve and Flintstone kids is a great show. Um, you get Hamilton camp, which voiced, uh, he voiced Barney rubble and you might recognize that name. He later became gizmo duck and DuckTales and, and uh, Darkwing duck. Mm hmm. And, of course, uh, you hear Mel Blanc, uh, he's Dino, Captain Caveman, uh, Mr. Rubble, which is cool to have him as Mr. Rubble, you know, the dad. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Scott Menville was Freddie Flintstone, and now he can be heard on uh, shows like he's Robin on Teen Titans Go and a whole bunch of other modern-day cartoons. So it's really cool. It's got an amazing cast, and I remember sitting there and just loving it. And plus, you get Charlie Adler. Mm-hmm. This may be the first time I heard or remember hearing Charlie Adler on a cartoon. Yeah, very much. Uh, Charlie Adler and, uh, you know, Mel, Mel Blanc, yeah, and uh, Michael Bell, you know, someone that you've interviewed in the past, as mm-hmm. well as Jim Cummings and June Foray, Pat Fraley. I mean, it's it's an amazing cast list, really. Yeah, no, I loved it. And uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I agree with you. I do like, I do also like Tom and Jerry Kids, but that came oh, along yeah. in the early 90s. That was one of the few 90s uh, kids versions of shows that worked, I think. Yeah, that one, but, was, that um, one was good, too. Yeah, I just, I really enjoyed this show when it was on. I, I remember just, you know, waking, it seems like it played in the mornings whenever I, I saw it, and I just enjoyed waking up and watching it. Yeah, I don't remember the times of everything. I just remember my cartoon started around seven thirty eight a.m., yep. and they ended with a uh, Looney Tunes show around noon-ish, mm-hmm. yep. and then I'd go outside or play video games. That's right. Quite quite a good life. So do you want me to skip down my number two since you only have one other one to talk about? Um, yeah, and let's see if you step on my toes on no, this one I'm, too. No, <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty positive I won't step on your toes on this one because of last conversation we had about the 1985 cartoons. Okay, all right, go ahead. So this is my pick for my second favorite cartoon release in 1986. The Silverhawks, the first super androids with the minds of men and the muscles of machines. So, like I said last month when we talked about Thundercats, uh, Silverhawks was made by Rankin Bass, the same makers of Thundercats, of course, and they basically had almost the same exact cast and almost in the same exact kind of roles, too. So, that was for, as, for a huge Thundercat fan, I loved it, but for somebody who didn't like Thundercats, I guess it'd be kind of awkward. But uh, you get Larry Kenny, who you just heard there. He was the voice of Lion-O in Thundercats. But here he's the voice of uh, Bluegrass. And uh, Earl Hammond, who was Mumra in Thundercats, he plays Monstar, which is pretty much the same villain, just in space. 
<laughs> and uh, right. Bob McFadden, who was Snarf, he is a uh, Commander Stargazer and Steel Will. Nice. Yeah, I remember. I remember this show vaguely. I can't really say that I don't like it, even though I sort of hinted at that in the last episode. I just I don't remember it all that well, and uh, I've never really been able to find it on DVD for you know what? cheap enough to buy it. Oh, the first season's win nine bucks on Amazon. Is it really? Yeah. I, I haven't looked in a long time. Second so. season's about thirty five dollars. Uh, maybe that's sec- what I saw, and I was second like, yeah. volume. Yeah, no, I recommend getting the first season while it's in print. I guarantee it's going to be out of print at some point. Yeah, yeah, and I do love uh, Earl Bowen is one of those great voice actors that I don't feel like got enough credit, uh, yeah. or roles for that matter. Yeah. And, and as- uh, I'm pretty, he was in Terminator 2, I think. Okay, I don't remember. I think he was the de- one of the detectives huh. in that. And as, <laughs> speaking of Amazon, if you guys shop on Amazon, make sure to stop by our website first, SaturdayMorningRewind.com. You'll see the Amazon banner on the left-hand side on most browsers. If not, there's a little, like, tab in the middle, where, uh, Amazon tab. If you click on either one of those first before you shop, we get a small percentage of the sales. Nothing changes for you guys, same exact price, except we get a small percentage of the sales. So that would be great. It would really help us out a lot. So yep. there you and go. it actually works the same way on our Facebook page if you click the Shop ah, Now feature on true there. True that. True, true, true. And, and I got one more thing to talk about Silverhawks. Yeah, go ahead. So uh, in 2011, they re-released or they released a new series of Thundercats. Do you remember that? Yeah. On Cartoon Network. Um, mm-hmm. It was a remake of Thundercats. And there's, a, there's an episode on there. Many people don't know this, but there's an episode on there where Monstar from the Silverhawks appears on a screen... And also, um, some of the tiger sharks appear on a monitor screen. Nice. Yeah, it's really cool. It's a really cool, like... It's a, a it just re- shows that everything's connected. Yeah, it's a, it, was, it was pretty cool to see. I haven't forgot about it until I was looking up information about Silverhawks, and I saw that. I was like, oh, yeah, they were on there. <laughs> that's, that's neat. I like when shows do that. Yeah. All right, so what is your second pick, Gary? Okay, all right. So I went with... Uh another cartoon with a bunch of great voice actors. We're found puppies. We want to go home with you. Please take us home. Did I step on your toes at all with this one? No, you did not. No, okay. But well, that's, I, that's I wanted to pick this one, but for me, there are so many good ones for 86. So yeah. this would have been my fourth pick, probably. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just really liked this show. I thought there were a lot of uh, great characters and actors. And just uh, this one actually, you know, just kind of trying to find trivia about these shows. This one surprisingly had the most of the ones that I looked at, uh, which uh, kind of surprised me. Did you know, you know, Catgut? Did yeah. you know that he was inspired by Lucifer from oh. Cinderella? Okay, I can see that. I yeah, really and uh, Bratina was inspired by the stepsisters in Cinderella. Oh, cool. Oh, wow, that's yeah. really cool. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's it was a fun little show, and it had, you know, Dan Gilvezen and Pat Carroll, uh, yeah. who you also interviewed. Yeah, yeah. Like and uh, just a bunch of great people. And it's kind of odd seeing... Um, Pat Carroll in something besides Ursula because it doesn't seem like she did a lot of voice roles that I recall. Yeah, she did like a uh, she did My Neighbor Totoro, which is a Studio Ghibli movie, and right, just the Ursula stuff, I think. Mm-hmm. And it also had Nancy Cartwright and Frank Welker and B.J. Ward and just 
great cast, I thought. Yeah, I know. I love that show. I even collected all the little stuffed animals. Or not all of them, <laughs> because it's pretty much impossible to collect all of them, but I had a ton of them. Yeah, I know. I know. I did, too. But uh, that's that's pretty much it for me, since since you picked uh, Flintstones Kids as well. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so I'll pick into my number one pick, my favorite cartoon release in 1986, and it goes a little something like this. We now return to the real Ghostbusters. Okay, everyone, be very quiet. What did you say, Egon? So there you go. All right, so this is this is like a 1983, 84, or whenever it was that whenever we got confused, because uh, I didn't even see that one on the list, so I would have definitely picked that as. Oh, Gary, Gary, Gary. <laughs> so at least you... I didn't get the whole year wrong. <laughs> so are we sure Pound Puppy uses '86 as well? Yeah, it is. It is. I just I was in a hurry when I was looking at the list and messed up. Gary, what's wrong with you? <laughs> Gary's getting old. Uh huh. Anyways, so of course you get Frank Welker, who is Ray and Slimer, and a million, probably almost every single monster on the show, a uh, ghost on the show. Uh, Maurice LaMarche, who, you know, of course, mm-hmm. is Brain. He's Egon in this. Um, and uh, Arsenio Hall, which is Winston, and uh, Lawrence of Music, Peter Bankman, and the late, oh, not the late, sorry, Dave Couillet. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And later, I meant to say later, kid Dave Couillet took over as Peter Bankman. Yep, and uh, Janine was played by Kath Susie, who I think is an underrated voice actress. Yeah, she is. And according to IMDb, which is not always trustworthy, right. uh, Ernie Hudson, who played Winston in the movies, auditioned for the part of Winston in the cartoon, but the role went to Arsenio. Oh. I know, poor guy. That's a shame. But yeah, th- th- this was a fun show. I really liked it a lot. And it's it's one of the few times where I feel like Lorenzo Music actually sort of voice acted. Yeah. Because most of the time he's talking just like yeah. himself. It was it and, was different. It was different. And uh, according to multiple sources, Bill Murray didn't like the fact that Garfield was his voice. Which, yeah, I heard which that. honestly, he sounded a lot like Bill Murray. So I don't see how he can complain about it. Yeah, I don't either. And for that matter, I think that Bill Murray gets Garfield better than uh, Frank Walker does as far as I the agree. voices go. I agree. And, uh, and let's talk about the toys real quick. I love these toys they released. Yeah. I remember having, I remember my grandpa buying me the, the um, ones that would scream, you know, press his mm-hmm. arms together and mouth would just plop open and the tie would pop up. And I, man, these are such cool slime filled toys that I would spend hours with. Yeah, I, I, I agree. And, I love toys with the action feature and you know, they released, I don't know, there had to be at least 50, if not more toys in this toy line. It was a lot. And uh, Mm -hmm. all of them seem to have that feature, which is great. Yeah. All right. So I guess that's going to do it for this segment. Um, Honorable mentions. I did have Dennis and Menace, Galaxy High and Pound Puppies. Mm -hmm. And uh, Johnny Quest had a series, which was one of my honorable mentions, but uh, I'm just going to wait till later to talk about Johnny oh, Quest. Cool. I'm hinting at something in the future. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what it might be. Hi, guys. Freakazoid here. Don't freak out, but Saturday Morning Rewind will be right back. After a quick word from their sponsor. Oh, and don't forget to fly over to their site at SaturdayMorningRewind.com. <gasps> Are 
you a fan of ducktails, gargoyles, or tailspin? Then boy, have I got a podcast for you. Hi, I'm Jason, host of DAF Radio. And I'm Matt, the co-host. Join us as we talk about these fan-favorite shows that you grew up with and meet the people that made them. Find us at DAFradio.net or in your favorite podcasting app. Until next time, enjoy the afternoon. Well, back to the show. Guys! Oh, guys! Guys Aroni! Tim! Gary! Guys! Alright, so we're sitting here. We wanted to talk about Sesame Street in honor of my interview this past month with Carol Spinney who is a big bird and Oscar the Grouch. If you guys haven't listened to that, please go back and do it. It's a really amazing interview. Super cool yes. guy. A- absolutely. So, Gary, what what are your fondest memories of uh, Sesame Street? Well, I mean, I, I, I just very fondly remember watching the show uh, pretty much every day for a good, I don't know, 10 years of my life. Because even after I sort of outgrew Sesame Street, uh, my grandmother babysat kids, and one of them was about four years younger than me. And uh, so I continued to watch it even as he was growing up. So uh, I just I love the show and I really think it's kind of an ageless show. And and also, as a side note, whenever I was unemployed at like the age of 23 or 24, something like that, I watched it again every morning and I loved it just as much as I did when I was a kid. I think my fondest memories are when I would stay home sick or during the summer break. Yeah, and I would just sit there and just be at awe because I I loved Muppets and I love puppets and just I mean they just had personality even more so than a lot of the Muppets have I think they have personality that I can really connect with. Mm-hmm. What about a favorite character? Do you have a favorite like Muppet puppet character? Um, I have a lot of favorite characters. I would have to say that you know Oscar has always been my favorite. I think Big Bird is a close second. Uh, and then I also love, um, Snuffleupagus, yep. Snuffleupagus and, um, Barkley, the dog. Oh yeah. Okay. And I, it's a shame that Barkley isn't, um, you know, used more these days. Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, there's almost, it's almost impossible to pick favorites on this show. I can easily pick my least favorite character, which we won't talk about now. It's going to be, you know, um, you know, I'm not going to. <laughs> you know, the little little red puppet that would giggle. Yeah, you don't want to be offend fans of the little red puppet. Mm-mm, sure don't. <laughs> Anyways, so I would say my favorite characters. I loved it when Kermit would make an appearance. It wasn't always he'd make an appearance, but I loved it like he was doing the news on the street reporter guy. Yep, I love that. I love mm-hmm. it when he's counting with the kids. You know, doing the alphabet with the kids. And actually, I have a I actually have a clip of uh, him reporting. We take you now to Kermit the Frog with another fast-breaking news story. Yeah, well, you better take a wide picture of it, you know, because his nose grows and we don't want to blow it. You know, the picture, not the nose. Oh, oh, hi, hello, hi-ho there, Uh, uh, Kermit the Frog here. And today we are speaking to you from the workshop of Geppetto, which is the home of the world-famous wooden boy, Pinocchio. He was just, I don't know. I loved Jim Henson's voice. I loved just Kermit in general because he was probably the most, you know, familiar puppet that I, or Muppet that I knew watching the show mm-hmm. when I was younger. Of course, other favorites are uh, Big Bird and Snuffy. Oh, mm. the two of them I, I can just relate to, you know, just him being imaginary for the first, you know, for me, the first five seasons of, of when I watched it because I was 
I think he revealed himself in uh, 85-ish. Yeah, to be, and I, I love the real. reveal episode. Yeah, oh, so good. There's so many memorable moments for, for a show that's been writing since 1969. There's so many key, rememberable, you know, scenes and episodes. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. You would think they would just run together. You don't remember any of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, just like the, the – there's so many powerful moments on that show that are, are that transcend time and age, I think. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, here's a little clip of Big Bird and Snuffy. Gee, Snuffy, what a great idea you had. Bringing your camera over here so we can have a picture of the two of us together. Yeah, it was a swell idea, wasn't it, Bird? Okay, let's take that picture. You and me together, old pal. And uh, my other favorite, now these aren't really in order because I love all three of them. My other favorite was always Grover for some reason. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And here's a little clip. Here's a little clip of uh, Grover. Yes, sir! Waiter at your service, sir. Waiter, there's a fly in my soup. Could you do something about it? There is a fly in your soup in yeah. this establishment? Yeah. I shall do something about it instantaneously, sir. Yes, sir. A fly in your soup. Huh. I shall take care of that, yes. Let's see. A fly in your soup. Are you sure it was a fly, not a noodle or maybe a piece of hair? And that one also easily goes under my favorite um, scene from uh, Sesame Street as well. I love that little skit. Yeah. I do too, yeah. And and uh, one of my favorite things about uh, Grover is when he becomes Super Grover. Yep, yep. Uh, when I was a kid, there was a that same video store that I've talked about on here before, I think when we were talking about Spider-Man and his amazing friends or something. I used to go to all the time as a kid. I would always rent the Super Grover VHS tape from yeah, there. Yeah, yep. Now, a little behind-the-scenes story, the origins of Grover. He actually appeared for the first time on The Ed Sullivan Show in a Christmas Eve appearance in 1967. Uh, he appeared as Gleep, a monster in Santa's workshop. Huh. Was it the same puppet? I don't remember. Hmm. That's interesting. And uh, Frank Oz has been doing the voice since 1970. Um, not hmm. all the time, of course, because Frank does get pretty busy. You know, right. Yoda and directs movies and that kind of stuff. So, yeah. No, Grover, Big Bird, Snuffy, and Kermit all land under my favorite Muppets. Puppets. Yes. Yes. I say I say Muppet puppets because are they really Muppets? You know what I mean? Uh, they seem like Muppets. I mean, it seems like it should count. If Kermit exists in that universe, exactly. then it seems like. Exactly. <laughs> and what about favorite uh, actor, favorite human character on the show? That one's, that one's tough because I have always kind of liked all the characters, but um, mm-hmm. I'm going to have to go with Gordon probably. Oh, I love Gordon, yeah. Yeah, he's... He's the one that I've always just really appreciated since I was a kid. Yeah, so, I mean, they're all very relatable. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, there's been three different people to play Gordon, but more specifically, you know, the one that was the one we were, on we whenever know. I was growing up. Exactly, yeah. So, yeah. my favorite is actually Maria. Hmm. I loved Maria, I still do. And uh, she joined Sesame Street in 1971. And uh, she just recently retired, just uh, so she was on the show for 44 years. That's a great job. <laughs> yeah, and she just won a, a Lifetime Achievement Emmy just a couple weeks ago. Nice. So here's a little, like, ABC News clip about Maria. This story is brought to you by the letter G for Gracias. Once upon a time on a... For all the stories and the songs. And all those vocabulary words, too. The Spanish word for happy. Feliz. Maria, in real life, actress Sonia Manzano, is moving on now. 
retiring after 44 years on Sesame Street. She joined the cast in 1971, age 22, the first Latina with a major role on national television. Hello there. A gentle grown-up for generations of kids. Just hold your knee up and I'll kiss it. (laughs) Through tough times. Big Bird, uh, don't you remember we told you? Mr. Hooper died. And good times. When she married her beloved Luis on the show, Elmo was ring bearer. Don't drop the rings, Bob. Maria as a... And we'll stop it with Elmo because I don't want to hear that voice. (laughs) And uh, my other favorite would be Bob. I love Bob. Yeah, I I love Bob too. And um, did you know that Raul Julia was on the show? No, I don't think I did. Yeah, uh, famous for playing uh, Mr. Adams in the Adams Family movie yep. and uh, M. Bison in the Street Fighter yep. film. <laughs> That's crazy. I didn't know that. He played Raphael in 1971. Hmm. Look at you with all the fun facts. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm pretty fun. You're good Actually, for something. Actually, he was on the show for four years. I just had to huh. look it up to make sure I had the year right. He played. Uh, he was the Puerto Rican man who partnered with Lewis in the L&R Fix-It shop. So there you huh. go. What, what years was that again? Uh, 1971 to 1975. Okay. Well, I'm surprised I didn't see them in repeats because, you know, they like to do that quite a bit, show segments over and over again. Yeah, I know. I know. And uh, what about a favorite clip, favorite scene, favorite, you know, skit? Favorite skit? Uh, well, I, I actually have a couple. Uh, the first one is going to be... Ladies and gentlemen, the teeny little super guy. Teeny little super guy. Yeah, I've just always really, really liked Teeny Little Super Guy. I, I don't know why. I mean, just they only did maybe 13 or 14 of them, but it was one of my favorite uh, segments that they did. Yeah, they did 13 installments um, in 1982, and it ran up until 2001. So they repeat all 13 of those until 2001. Wow. It sounds like I picked one of yours. You sure did, because here's my pick. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, I loved him. I loved his voice. I just thought it was so cool to see a real cup moving around with an animated figure on it, and his feet would move, and the cup would just glide along with it. He'd mm-hmm. help kids out. He'd help other people out in the cupboard, in the kitchen. I love that yeah. little segment. I always wanted a glass with him on it. Like, uh, Yeah. I don't I'm know surprised. why they don't. I don't know why they don't. But did you know that the original cup, or one of the original cups, is on uh, public display in the Brooklyn uh, Public Library? No, but now I have a reason to go to Brooklyn. Yeah, you're not as far as I am from it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> wow, that's that's really cool. Yeah. And I did not know. I did not anticipate of all the segments that they did, we'd pick the same I one. I know, because that one is cool. kind of rare. Like we said, 13, yeah. 13 segments of that one. Mm-hmm. And I loved it to death. Yeah, me too. What about? Uh, did you one? have another one? I have two more, so go ahead and uh, go to your next one. Okay, all right. So go ahead and play the next clip. Well, that's super annoying. Now, are you familiar with that? I'm actually segment? not. No. 
Oh, okay. It's uh, it's the geometry of circles. Wow. Uh, and it's just a series of like spinning circles that change different colors. Uh, over that Philip Glass score, who's a composer that I've always loved. Um, and uh, I don't remember what year it's from. I would guess, uh, I think it's from the 70s, if I had to. Yeah, 78, it looks like. So uh, it's it's just a really cool little two to three minute segment. And I think it was Frank Oz who actually did the animation. Yeah, for he it. does do a lot of the animation for early on. Yeah, and uh, so it's 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 fun, uh, fun little two three minute video if you can find it. I'm sure I've seen it. I just don't recognize it just hearing the the music. Yeah, yeah. There's there's nothing else I could pick from it. So <laughs> my next one isn't necessarily like any kind of skit or anything you would see, but it's a scene I remember watching, and uh, I'll just play it for you. But it's one of the most powerful things on television ever seen. I think. Bigford. Don't you remember we told you? Uh, Mr. Hooper died. He's dead. Oh, yeah. I remember. Well, I'll give it to him when he comes back. Big Bird, when when people die, they don't come back. Ever? Well, Big Bird, they're dead. They, They can't come back. Well, it won't be the same. You're right, Pink Bird. It's, it's, it'll never be the same around here without him. Mm. But you know something? We can all be very happy that we had a chance to be with him and, and to know him yeah. and to love him a lot when he was here. Yeah. You know. I'm going to miss you, Mr. Looper. That's Hooper, Big Bird. Hooper. <laughs> it was just perfectly acted. I mean, you can actually see physical, real tears in their in their eyes when they mm-hmm. were filming that. Yeah. And the death that of is. Mr. Hooper, I'm talking about. A, a key cast member in the early years. That mm-hmm. uh, I mean, they kept the Hooper store up for quite a bit. Is it still running now? I don't remember. I don't know. I, I think, they think the name. it might be. Some version of it. Yeah. I know it's running, but I wonder if they keep the name or not. I, I mean, I've seen the show since then, but it's not a key store like it used to be. No, no, it's not. So do you have any I, other clips, any segments or anything? No, I just I just want to touch on that that clip and just say, excellent choice. Um, I forgot how moving that clip was, and I was watching the... A Big Bird documentary at work, yeah, and I was legitimately crying at work. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I was I was trying to hold it back, I'll say, and then I went out back, and I was just like, "Oh my goodness, yep, <laughs> I can't take it." Yeah, it's they, such a it's such a powerful. Story. They definitely don't hold back for kids. You know, they want to show you what reality's like. Mm-hmm. So hearing yeah. them talk about death and, and they didn't use the word "passed away" or "gone," they said he mm-hmm. died. Yeah, and it's it's so great. These days, I wonder if if they could do the same thing, and I kind of doubt it. I kind of doubt I mean, it too. At least if they said he died, it'd probably get like a TVY seven rating. Exactly. Or yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> or they'd have a but, you know Letter Malton pop up before. Now kids, death is yeah. a you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, great pick. I have one more pick. Um, let's, let's go off from a sad note to a happy note. And this next clip is my favorite all time Sesame Street clip ever made i just laugh every time i hear it i i mean i can watch this every day and still laugh at it every day 
It's a little girl from the 1970s who is with Kermit the Frog, and um, it wasn't scripted. She did what she wanted to do, and <laughs> here's the clip. Can you sing the alphabet, Julie? Yes, yes, I could. Let's hear you sing the alphabet. A B C D E F G H I J K L M N O P Q you're not singing the alphabet. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, P, Q, R, S. Cookie Monster is in the letter of the alphabet. It goes Q, R, S, T, U, V. You're just teasing me. W, X, Y, and Z. Now I know my ABCs. Next time, Cookie Monster can do it with you. I'm leaving. I love you. I love you, too. Thanks. I love that clip, man. I love it. Yeah, that's great. She would have her own reality TV show that was made now. She would, yeah. I don't know what happened to her. Um, there's no sign of her anywhere. Huh. And uh, somebody, there's somebody on Facebook that claimed to be her, but that's right. what they claimed to be. They didn't do anything with it, so I don't, I don't know if it's actually her or what. Huh. But I love... Wow. Her name is Joey. I love little Joey. Yeah, that's, that's such a great clip. If you watch I the clip, that. you'll see Kermit kind of walk off after he says, I'm leaving, you know, mm-hmm. and then she looks up at him, I love you. And he comes <laughs> back out and... and uh, she gives him a big kiss on the top of the head. And the whole time, <laughs> she's not looking below him. She's not looking at Jim Henson below him. She's looking at Kermit's eyes, treating him like he's a human being. Mm-hmm. Love it. And I think that's what Muppets are to a lot of kids. I yeah. mean, I know. I mean, I knew they were puppets, but, you know, as a kid, it felt like they were tangible, you know? Yep, exactly. And uh, what about a favorite song? Do you have, do you have uh, anything from Sesame Street? I have... I have a couple. Um, the first one I'm going to go with is is more of a serious song, and uh, I have very fond memories of this song as a kid. And then whenever I worked at uh, KB Toys um, in my early to mid twenties, I heard the song quite a bit. Sing, yeah. Sing a song. Yeah, I, I really like that song. Written by uh, Joe Raposo and... No, that was... That one... Joe Raposo and uh, John Stone. Very nice. I remember that one. It's a great one. Yeah. Like I say, I was I was a grown man in a toy store singing yeah. along to that song. Uh, <laughs> so it was, it was quite the image. <laughs> and I picked a song. I'll just go ahead and play it. I'm the king of eight, and I'm here to state that everything here has to total eight. The guards, for instance, by the gate, must always number exactly eight. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. In my castle in back of me are eight windows you can see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. And, of course, that's Jim Hansen. You can tell that by the voice. And that premiered yep. in 1970. Wow, that's that's pretty early. Yeah, I remember seeing that when we watched it in the eighties. Uh huh. Huh. Wow, that's a that's a good one. Um, for my other one, I went for a much more uh, 
silly song, and uh, it is. Uh, I'm just going to set the scene up. Basically, Big Bird is walking down the street, and he sees a long sign that has the alphabet written on it. Oh and yeah, he I thinks know it's a word. I know what you're getting at. This is great. Here we go. Yeah. It's the most remarkable word I've ever seen. I wish I knew exactly what I mean. It starts out like an A word, as anyone can see. But somewhere in the middle, it gets awfully queer to me. So that song is called Abkadefki because Abkadefki Jekyllmanokwistuvixes would be too long of a song title. Wow. And uh, I just, I think that's so funny. And um, I'm surprised that, you know, it hasn't been thought of before making the alphabet yeah. one word. Yeah, no, I love that. <laughs> And, and I uh, think that's from the 70s, too. So you can kind of tell that uh, Carol Spinney has a different voice for Big Bird in that song. Yeah. And uh, like, if we're bringing back a lot of amazing memories of Sesame Street for you, if you grew up at the same time as we did, you may not know that on Amazon.com, they have, like, I think three or four sets. They're, all, they're called Sesame Street Old School. They go from the 60s is one set, 70s, and then 80s. I believe there's a 90s one as well. And they don't have every episode, but they have, like, four or five episodes and then, like, hours of, of clips from those seasons so i have the one from the 80s and i need to get the ones from the 60s and 70s as well those are those are great i've only actually watched the one from the 60s but it's it's a great time i want to close our our talking about sesame street on this note um jim henson's memorial in which carol spinney you know the voice and the puppeteer of big bird came out in full costume big bird in front of thousands of people and sang this song at Jim Henson's memorial. When green is all there is to be It could make you wonder why But why wonder, why wonder I am green and it'll do fine It's beautiful And I think it's what I want to be Thank you, Kermit. When he looks up and says, thank you, Kermit. <laughs> I think your goal is to make everyone who listens to this episode cry, isn't it? That's my goal. I love it. <laughs> no, Jim Henson is one of my, my idols. Mm-hmm. And uh, just to talk to somebody who, who knew Jim Henson and, and, and liked him and knew him very well. Yeah. It's, it's, it was a good interview with Kiros Benny. Go, go check that out, people. It's a fun one. Yes. All right. Let's go from sad to happy again. Yeah, let's do it. Let's, let's do <laughs> I game, need it. Let's do game time. You want to do game time? Okay. Yeah, let's play a game. Okay, like I said, um, when we're going to be tabulating whoever wins each month. And uh, I guess a little over a year, we're going to find out who wins by seeing yep. who gets the most right. And uh, the winner of that receives, what, what do we talk about, like a Dole Whip float from Disneyland or something? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so the loser has to buy the winner a Dole Whip float from Disneyland during the D23 convention. So if you guys want to be there, like I said, come join us. Maybe the loser can buy you one too. <laughs> don't I, push it. I don't, I, I, yeah, I doubt that. <laughs> so I don't, have a, I don't have an intro quite yet for this. I don't think. Hold on, let me look. That sounds like a good intro. Yep, it sure is. No, I don't have an intro for it yet, so I'll have one for the next month. So yeah, game time. You ready? Yes. Okay, so the rules of this game are 
we're going to play a five-second clip of a cartoon theme song. Here's the tricky part. It's backwards. So the person gets to hear it and guess. It's, that's pretty simple, but it's not going to be that easy, trust me. Mm. So we pick three each, right? Yep. All right, so I'll play one for you first. Okay. Let's see if you get this. Here is the clip. There you go. Ooh. <laughs> one more time? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. When you hear it, you'll be like, oh, my gosh, how did I get that wrong? If you don't get it right. Um, I don't even have a guess on this really? one. Really? Wow. Yeah. You give up on this one? Uh, yeah, I think so. All right. Here is the real clip right here. Ah. <laughs> That's the clip. See, it's not as easy, huh? It's really not, no. Looks You're, like I'm well on my way to buying you a doll whip. Yeah, <laughs> here, well, you never know. I, I, th- I think it's easy just because I knew when I did it, you know? Right, right. So who knows? Well, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, go ahead and uh, play the first one. Okay, here we go. Here's my guess. That's an easy one. That's Alvin the Chipmunks. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and here's the, the real version. I have a feeling mine are too easy. I, I thought the same thing, too. I thought Beatrice was super... I mean, here, Beatrice, again, is, it sounds easy to me. You can hear the same... Yeah. You know? Very, very much, yeah. But not knowing exactly what part of the song and what... I know. Yeah. See, that's the tricky part. We can pick any five seconds of it. It can be the beginning, middle, end, or whatever. Right, right. All right, All right go ahead. All right, so I got one point for the year. Let's see. I, I, they aren't hard. I, I didn't do it hard on purpose. Here's the, here's the next one. Hopefully you'll get this one. Uh, play that one more time. Okay. I thought I picked an easy one for you. Earthworm Jim. Yes. See, I knew it. I knew you loved Earthworm Jim, so I picked that. Okay, here's the real version. Yeah, I knew knew you'd get that one. So you have one point for the year, too. Woohoo! Yes. We're We're officially tied. tied. (laughs) All right. I'm ready to go. All right, go with uh, the second one. Well, gee, um, uh, let me let me think. With that, it sound identical to the real version. Isn't it funny? <laughs> so that's X Men. Yeah, wait until it gets to the arpeggios. It's pretty much. Dun, 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 dun. It doesn't matter. I mean, same forward or backwards. Well, here's the real version. Wow. Man. Yeah, funny, right? Crazy. Yeah, I figured I figured that would be topical with this yeah, episode. True. true that, true that. All right, so here's your final one for this month. Wow, that actually sounds a lot harder than when I did it. <laughs> it does sound complicated. That's the hardest sounding one, I think, of all the ones we've heard. I didn't do uh-huh. that on purpose. It's it's a very 
known intro. Let me just say that. Huh. I'll play it again. Huh. I don't know. I, I don't blame you for that one. I'm listening to it now. I was like, I would not get that. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I give up on that one. So that's what it was. Ah, oh, man. Yeah, that sounded hard, though. Yeah, it did. I really thought that was going to be an easy one when I did it. And then hearing it uh-huh. back, it's like, no, that's impossible. <laughs> All right, so go ahead and try my third one. All right, so so far you have one and I have two. You're going to be harder mm-hmm. on me next month, I have a feeling. <laughs> we'll see. Here we go. Here's the Well, I know exactly what that is now. <laughs> <laughs> right? Rescue what Rangers. Yeah, we're definitely um, thinking very much alike this week. Yes, we are. All right. I got three. You got one. You'll catch up, yeah. though. Trust me. You'll, I, you'll I get hope some, so. You'll get some harder ones, and I'll get some... I mean, you'll think of harder ones for me, and I'll, I'll think of impossible ones for you. <laughs> I know. That's the thing. If I start playing harder, then I know you'll start playing harder, and then it's just nobody wins. Exactly. That's the fun of it. <laughs> all right guys hope you guys have enjoyed this episode make sure to tune in in the coming months for those amazing interviews and also our episodes with with gary and myself and don't forget about d23 2017 we'd love to meet up with you guys and have you guys in the documentary yeah so uh we'll see you guys next time see ya thanks for listening to that saturday morning rewind Please check them out on Facebook and Twitter. And that's all, folks. <laughs>